if you only had the information and data from on the battlefield and had nothing from an overwatch position where you just had information from what was happening on the ground, what would be the danger in that? Ah, okay. Yeah, what you see in front of you might not be all that there is. He could be giving you false information. Good. What else? What's the danger of just having information from the battlefield only? Yes. Yeah, you get fixed tunnel vision. You can't see what's around you. What else? Yes, you don't know where to go. You're not sure. There could be other other enemy bases that have been established. What else? Also, when that pope is going well, you can see something bad in front of you, but never mind, it's just a little ways over here. It's okay. That's true. That's true. You would not have hope in the situation. I like that. You could be walking into a trap. That is true. You could be walking into something that's been set for you that looks, from the battlefield perspective, looks safe, but from an Overwatch perspective, you would know that it's not. Good. What else? Yes, you would just be making decisions based on what was right in front of you instead of from a larger perspective position. Great. Well, these all set up our conversation for this morning because when it comes to spiritual warfare, it is important that we fight from the basis of being in our overwatch position and not just what's caught up in the middle of the battle that's right in front of us because you can easily get caught up in the emotion, the intensity of the moment and not see from the higher level perspective, see from God's perspective. So we know some things uh, about this walk that you and I are called to. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says we walk by faith and not by sight that we walk by God's perspective, we walk by God's truth, we don't walk by just our own analysis. We walk by his analysis of life, not ours. We also know from 1 Peter 1, that says, Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing, you, re you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. We love someone that we have not physically seen. We trust someone that we have not physically seen, and we walk in a path having not physically seen, but we hear and we see from God's perspective. Also, Hebrews 11:1, 1, we know faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So we know we're called to a life of faith that requires his analysis above our analysis. But we also know that we have a savior, a captain of our salvation, who is in the overwatch position. Hebrews 12 says, we're to be looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He is seated in heavenly places. He has conquered, he has won, and he is seated there. This is where our captain of salvation is. He is in the ultimate overwatch position. He can see, he knows, he has power, he has authority, and that should give us some consolation, some hope, some perspective, some wisdom. And the Bible says that if he is seated in Christ, or if he is seated next to the Father, 
And if you and I are in Christ, then guess where we are also positioned? He, Ephesians 2. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you've been saved, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So you and I, putting our faith in Christ, have been elevated and we've been seated with Christ in heavenly places. This is now our position in him. That means when I think about who I am with God, who I am in Christ, I am not far, far removed. I am not rejected. I'm not trying to earn my way. I'm not trying to pay off a way to get there. No, he says, I have been seated with him already in Christ, right next to the right hand of the Father. That's a stunning truth. But this is our position. This is my position in Christ. Now, this is where you and I have to apply faith. Because our position is to be where we are established and where we do our warfare from. But it's easy sometimes to get so caught up in our immediate condition that we forget our position. And sometimes it's easy to analyze the battle in front of us from our condition and not our position. Just like if you were to only take the data from the battlefield and try to assess and understand your strategy, you would be limited. You might have been walking to a trap, but in Christ, I position myself first in him, and now I'm gonna analyze my life and the battle in front of me. Jim? Mm. The servant was looking at the condition on the battlefield and he said, hey, we're surrounded. Yes. Elijah was looking from his overwatch position. Yes. Those that are with us are greater than those against us. Love that. And then, when the, you know, of course, the servant's eyes were open. He could see the, yes. those that were with them. So. That's a beautiful picture of that. Exactly. Exactly right. Because, boy, it's easy to get caught up in the circumstances of the moment. It's easy to get caught up in what's going on at work, what's happening at home, what's happening with the kids, what's happening with the bills, what's happening in the culture, what's happening all around us. And if you let the immediate data of the battlefield begin to be how you assess your life and how you assess your standing with God, you will be taken captive. You have to be in a position where you see your life from your position of overwatch before you determine your position, and your next step in the strategy, in the battle. It's easy to get caught up in what's happening around you. And the, sadly, some people even begin to assess their standing with God based on what's happening around them. And the enemy loves this. Because if you start looking at your life and the struggle, and you start saying, man, this is against me, this is against me, this is not going right, this is terrible, if you use that data and say, hmm, where is God? Has he left me? Maybe he's not for me. Maybe he's not against me. You see, that's using your condition to analyze your position. And that never leads to a good place. But if you use your position and say, I know who I am in Jesus Christ. 
I know he loves me. I know he is for me. I know he is working all things together for good for me. If I use my position to analyze my condition, then I'll get some perspective. See what I'm saying? It's a different analysis, but you have to start with your position to analyze your condition. If you try to work it backwards, you'll end up discouraged, defeated, and a, and, and a slave, really, to the enemy. So we find passages like Romans 8, which you are going to be familiar with. But I want you to listen to it in terms of this idea of position before condition. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Where is the condition and the position here? Tell me, what do you see? Where's position and condition? Anybody? What's he confident of in his position? Yes. That's our position in Yes. Yes. Nothing shall be able to separate us. Yes. Yes. And he uses that word persuaded. I'm confident. I'm certain. You see, he started with his position. He he understood some things about who he is. He says, Because I know this. I can be a conqueror because I know some things about who God is, because I know some things about who I am in him, because I know where I'm seated and I know how much I'm loved and I know he's working for me. I can conquer. I can win on the battlefield because I know who's in the overwatch position and I know I'm even in the overwatch position. And I'll start there and it's there I'll win. Yeah? All right. Let's look on the back here for how we put this stuff into practice. It's a powerful truth but essential for us in the overwatch position. First thing I'd say is your, your own personal victory comes from getting out of the weeds of your weakness and up into the position of overwatch. Man, it's easy to get down in the weeds sometimes. It's easy to get down in the weeds thinking about, I can't do this, I'm not good at this, I don't know where God's working, and I've struggled with this, and I, I still haven't battled or conquered this. If you get down in all of that stuff, if you get down in all the weeds about your weaknesses and your inabilities and your insecurities and your failures, if you get down in those weeds, you will not win the battle. You will not conquer. You will not find victory over the struggles in your life because you can only win when you are persuaded that he is for you, that he is with you. So you come to passages like Colossians 3. Paul writes, and he says, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. There it is. That's position again. Start with your position. Then he says, set your mind on things above. Think about your position, not on things on the earth. Put your position above your condition. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, here's the therefore, here's the condition. 
Now that you know your position, therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. You're not going to defeat your condition until you understand your position and you stand in it. And you stand strong in it. Mr. Seif. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I love it. Love it. Great practical teaching on that. He he was in a tough condition, but he let his position dictate it. What you got, Riley? Just loving it. Yeah. Me too. Me too. So. Uh, I thought we would contrast this just a little bit, just to give us all some, some handles here on this. So let's talk about your position in Christ. This is who you are. You're seated with him in heavenly places. You've been declared righteous. You are eternally secure. You've been called holy and without blame. And he is working all things together. That's your position in Christ. Those are truths about you. Now, your condition may be and probably is a little different than that. Whereas you're seated with him in heavenly places, here in this life, you feel like you're seated in the midst of some struggle and the pain. In fact, you probably are. We're all walking through some areas that are struggle and that are painful. But those are very different things. I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places, but I'm seated in the midst of struggle and pain. The real answer to whether you conquer will be on what you put your focus on, your condition or your position. If you want to win in your condition, you've got to fight from your position. You've been declared righteous, but you and I are still working on living out our righteousness, right? That's stuff we're still working on. That's stuff we're still striving with. That's stuff we're still pressing forward with. I've been declared eternally secure, but sometimes I'm up and down in my faithfulness, right? But I don't put my focus on my condition, I put my focus on my position, and it gives me greater victory. I've been declared holy and without blame, but sometimes I'm weak and I still sin. I don't put my focus on my condition. I keep it on my position. I know that he is working all things together for good, but life seems relentlessly chaotic and painful. But I don't put my focus on my condition. I keep it on my position. This is how you get to a place of victory. So be careful what you talk about in your head a lot. Be careful what you set your mind on. If you set your mind on, this is terrible. I can't do anything. Everything's the worst. This is not going to be good. Uh, I don't know where God is. I don't know what's going on. If that becomes your conversation in your head, you're going to stay down in the weeds you're going to be collecting data from the battlefield and you're going to miss the overwatch position that tells you, hey, just over this ridge is victory. Just over this ridge is support. Just over this ridge is what you've been waiting for. You've got to stay focused on the overwatch position. Analyze what's going on from who you are in Christ. 
not what's happening in the battle of the moment. Your actions will always follow your words. Ah, it's true. You will end up doing what you talk about, whether it's inside your head or whether it's even with other people. So that brings us to our next point here. Leadership evaluates the condition from the position, not the position from the condition. So uh, we've kind of asked this, this question already, but this is, this is important for those who lead. This is important in a marriage. This is important in a family. This is important in a church. This is important in a business to have people who are in the lead, who are able to see from God's perspective. That's why in the book of James it says, if anyone is sick among you, let him call for the elders. It's not because they have magical powers. It's because when you get into a place where you are sick, you're normally in a place where you are struggling. You're having a hard time seeing you can get down in the weeds of your weakness. It's not that the elders are magical. They're people who have just walked down the road a little further and can give overwatch perspective, who can give insight, who God has uh, gifted. And so you call upon them in times of need. And we are called as men to be those who are able to see from God's perspective, from the overwatch position, from who we are in Christ. This helps us then analyze life and have real perspective. So let me read these verses, and I want to answer that question here. Why is it so dangerous to interpret our position with God from the conditions of our life? Second Corinthians, uh, Paul's writing again, and back to Mr. Seif's point here, um, Paul is writing from a place of struggle that he's been in. Uh, ministry has been joyful for him, but boy, it's been filled with lots of pressure, lots of struggles, uh, arrest and beating and rejection and hardship. And Paul analyzes his condition here in 2 Corinthians for us. He says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God, not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, condition, yet not crushed, position. We are perplexed, condition, but not in despair, position. Persecuted, condition, but not forsaken, position. Struck down, condition, but not destroyed, position. Always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, condition, that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our body, position. Isn't that powerful? He analyzed his condition based on his position, and it didn't matter how difficult it got. It didn't matter how painful it was. He had the right perspective. He had faith in the matter, and it helped him be a leader. Here's Paul, the Apostle Paul, writing to us. And he has influence because he has overwatch position. And you'll be able to give overwatch influence to your family, to your wife, to your children, to friends, to coworkers, and in the church and in the community 
when you are the man who is able to analyze life from where you're seated in Christ and not just in the weeds of your weakness all the time. So why is it so dangerous to interpret our position with God from the conditions or circumstances of life? Jim? I think it's real easy when we get down <coughs> when we're facing hard times, depressed, whatever. It's real easy to, to say, well, you know, where's God when I need him? Yep. So we're, you know, we're evaluating that from our position. So I think it's yep. real easy to do that at times. And we have to, as you said, remember the position versus the condition. Yeah, it's good. Why is it so dangerous to evaluate your standing with God based on your circumstances? It's like Jim said, you're just kind of basically losing your faith. It's true. Standing in the condition. Yep, it's true. There are certain denominations that would encourage people who are in the midst of struggle. Uh, they would say to them, oh, well, it's because you've lost your salvation. You need to get saved again. And so you're forever in this perpetual infancy state. And there's never any security. There's never any stability. You're always having to go backwards because they would equate uh, struggle and sin with lack of salvation. And so that, that's analyzing your position based on your condition. And that will always lead you to immaturity. It'll always lead you to just infancy in the faith and never any stability. Why else is it dangerous to interpret uh, your position from your condition? Our view of God changes based on the circumstance. Mm. A self-centered thinking so you take your thought process more inward. Yes. Outer. Exactly. You become over uh, analytical, critical, and, and then one day you, you feel good, so you think God is good. Next day you feel bad, so you think God is bad. And it's back to that, uh, you know, he loves me, he loves me not kind of thing. And there's never any stability, confidence, and certainty, and maturity in your faith as a result. Why else? David, I can tell you're about to say something. Well, I was thinking back to that uh, book of study about not letting Satan seat. <laughs> seat at our table. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Did God really say? Yes. And rather than being at the seat we should be in, right. we're allowing someone else to be there with, with us. That's good. Yeah, Mr. Seif. I come from a little more of a military perspective in that, you know, I think that we're enculturated into being very weak in this culture. Yes. <laughs> so, so life's always had a certain kind of intensity. Now, in the environment where, 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 these, where this verbiage is given, yeah. uh, if you look at the Roman military, they, they would go up against all odds. They could be outnumbered 10 to 1, but they learned to work in formation. They used the old Greek phalanx. They used the strategies from the Greek acolyte soldiers. And they learned by focus, intensity, staying in the game, and following orders from a commander, they can overcome all kinds of odds. It's yeah. the same thing in the elite military units as well. Yeah. Size doesn't matter. 
Yeah. That, that focus and skill sets, you can win this thing. Yeah. And it seems to me that, that in our culture anyways, the, we males of the species, it's too much feelings and emotions and yep. all that. Yep. Uh, I got nothing against women. I love women. I don't want to be one. I want to be a guy. There you go. And Come that's, on. That's for a little more control, a little more focus. And I think that's where he's coming from. I think that's what you're saying. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Yeah. If you... You get caught up in the emotion of the moment. You get caught up in the circumstances of the moment. You, you could never be victorious in battle. And as, as he pointed out, they would put their, their strategy, their confidence, and their plan above the number of the size of the enemy or the circumstances on the battlefield. Love that. It's good. What else? Why is it dangerous to assess your position with God based on your circumstances? Yes. The perspective of is it good that I have an easier life or not is one way to look at it, or are I guess you're bringing that back to the conditional salvation. Mm -hmm. if, if you interpret this whole section, it's you're you have an opportunity to learn, to grow, to gain wisdom. Yes. Um, you know, we talk about patience and, and yeah. complete and lacking nothing. Um, so it's I think good. That's it. you're like, well, the struggle is awful. I don't like it, or is it I'm Yes. Yes. Yeah, definitely. That's great application to that whole James passage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So uh, victory comes from getting out of the weeds. Uh, leadership knows how to evaluate life and speak that. And that takes us to our third point here, is that men of Overwatch, they speak faith to the people they love. So, you and I, if you want to have that Overwatch position to the people around you, you've got to learn how to speak this faith into the life that you have and into the lives of those around you. So uh, 2 Corinthians 4 as well. Uh, we're there again, verse 13. And Paul says, And since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, and here's what he quotes, he said, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. In other words, I speak based on the faith I believe. I, I say what God says. I'm going to speak what the overwatch position assessment is. I'm not going to speak what circumstances say. I'm not going to speak what feelings say. I'm not going to speak what the enemy looks like. I'm going to speak what faith says. I believe it and I speak it. Paul goes on in verse 16 and he, and he puts this all into practice. He says, therefore, we do not lose heart even though our outward man is perishing condition. Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day position. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment condition, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory position. While we do not look at the things which are seen condition, but at the things which are not seen position, 
For the things which are seen are temporary condition, but the things which are not seen are eternal position. So there's power when you and I learn to assess life from God's perspective. Say what he says. Do what he does. Don't assess your standing with God based on the circumstances around you. Assess it based on what Jesus has done. Now, also in the same way, don't assess the circumstances or don't assess God's favor for you based on your circumstances. Assess God's blessing on you based on what Jesus has done. And now interpret your circumstances. It's easy to get caught up in the stuff happening around and wonder, where is God? Don't let the enemy have that position. You know where God is. You know where Jesus is. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. And you know where you are. You're seated there with him. Now knowing that, now assess your life. Now assess your circumstances. Now assess what's going on. Then you can be successful on the battlefield. Then you can overcome and conquer no matter who is against you. Then you will be effective and faithful in the battle, right? All right, let's discuss this. You've got some questions there. Uh, at your table, have someone lead that and then uh, someone pray at the end.